So welcome back to another FUBAR podcast. Yeah. Hey. Hey, we got a new voice. And who is our special guest for the day for this po- this FUBAR podcast? Um, my name is Michelle, a.k.a. LJ. Hell yeah. LJ, you served in the Army uh, after your mom and your dad did, right? Yes. All right. So what uh, what's a FUBAR that you remember from being in the Army? Um, I was in boot camp, actually. <laughs> And we were all coming back, I believe, from Chow and, you know, the single file line going back to your barracks. And I had never been in ROTC or anything military other than what my parents, the stories they have told me. And I saw Shiny on somebody's shoulder. And I did a double take. I did a a strut in my step. And unfortunately, I was the one that had everybody push while I was the one that got to stand and got questioned why I didn't salute the officer. Oh, because you doubt you doubted the shiny. I doubted the shiny. Uh, I would always get uh, it wasn't the shiny for us in the Marine Corps. It would be too many rockers on the bottom, so that and then it had a little symbol in the middle, so you wouldn't know if it was Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps, like so many other things that had like four rockers on the bottom. You'd be like, what? So I hear you. I hear you on that. That's how funny. many how many push-ups did they have you do? What was or you said the others did them? Yeah, because I was the one standing, so I think they did over a hundred, and they did not like me afterwards. <laughs> They'll thank you for their strength later. That's what I was told. So. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That reminds me of uh, when I was in the army, and, and uh, when I was in Iraq, there was there was a few there was a few Navy guys on our base, and I would always they we we never got taught the 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 other ranks of other organizations. Mm. So I would see a chief petty officer and always salute the ch- chief petty officer. Because he's shiny, yeah. Well, and he had, like, you know, there was an eagle. There was an eagle on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... It looks <laughs> important. I got to <laughs> do something. I'm like, that's that's a that's a colonel or something. You <laughs> it's know? a full bird. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Do you, should I go into my, my second one? Uh, if you if you have it ready. If not, I'll tell mine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So... My, my FUBAR story I was reminded of uh, because a few weeks ago we were on an airfield over in uh, it was like Oceanside, Carlsbad, and this was for a uh, Merging Vets and Players fundraiser. It was Jump for the 22. So it was a pretty cool fundraiser they had uh, where people would pay ahead of time and they'd get some really amazing discounted rates to go skydiving. Um, so we were there for Triple B Adventures. We had set up a, a tabling booth. Uh, and it was just kind of nice being on the airfield again, getting to hear the planes that up close and everything. So it reminded me of uh, Djibouti, Djibouti, Africa, one of my posts that I had that was overlooking the airfield. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't a ridiculously busy airfield. It was uh, Camp Lemonier for anybody that deployed over there in Africa and, and might remember the base. So it wasn't too busy, but out of all the planes that came in through the day and some of them that came in at night, there was this one magical plane that came in around like two three o'clock uh and this plane would stop traffic so in uh in Djibouti or or in that area there was a drug called cot uh we knew it as like k-h-a-t and it was this kind of like leafy substance that that they would put in their mouth and they would chew um but it was it was legal throughout the country it was like their legal recreational drug so whenever this plane would come in everything would stop like, you'd see trucks go up to the plane in the runway. Um, they'd get their little shipment, their little bag of cot for them to go resale back at their, their little town, wherever they were from. Uh, and in about an hour, 30 minutes after that, like, all activity in Djibouti would cease because all you would see was 
people, you know, slumped over, slouched over their desks. Their eyes would be like Damn. bloodshot yellow, like liver disease yellow. It was pretty intense. Um, and they'd have like their teeth all stained and nasty from this green leaf that they were chewing. And it was, I guess it was kind of half hallucinating, um, half sedative. Cause like they were, they were a weird kind of mellow wonky after this. Um, but it was just funny to remember that, uh, being on an airstrip and seeing how here in America, um, obviously we don't stop traffic because of a drug plane coming in. Uh, but over there in Djibouti, no, everything would stop for the cot. Yeah, why why would they have something like that be legal? I don't know. It, and I that's, and that was the weird part. Let alone that. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they wouldn't grow it in country. Um, I think they brought it over or they bring it over daily from Somalia. Uh, but it was just funny seeing like everything would stop just so everybody could get high and have the little cot chew. Wow. I mean, if you're gonna get a community together. Yeah. Got to learn different techniques, right? All right, so we got. Jamie, Jamie's here. Hell She's yeah! Hey, Jamie, welcome. Hello. So, Jamie, we're uh, we're rolling into it with our foobar right now. Oh, oh yeah. So Michelle told us about uh, how she had her her squad mates doing push-ups because she did not salute the shiny. She thought <laughs> she thought it was non-salutable, but it was. Um, I just talked about a instance I had uh, remembering when we were at the airfield because you were with me for the uh, jump yes. for the 22. Yes, I was. It reminded me of Djibouti, Africa and how operations would stop once this cop plane came in, the drug plane came in. So for you, do you have a foobar story? Or for you the can week, wait or? till after I'm done. Why don't you do your foobar and while I'll you, see while if you collect, recollect the rolodex of memories? And maybe right. it will, maybe it won't, because today's a little bit of a crazy day. So who knows? Maybe today's a foobar. Yeah. Maybe t- today's a foobar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you. I breathe. have a great foobar. I just can't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> and we did. We, we can bleep. We can bleep your name back out. Yeah, we can redact it. It's no, it's easy. not that. It's. It's, it's foobar real. It has to do with some kind of group named Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll yeah, we might hear about, about that later. Uh, in the meantime, I think Nate had one queued up for us. So this is actually not one of my own, but this is uh, a true story off the interwebs. And I found it really funny, so I thought I'd share. So this guy says uh, he can promise you that I have seen some shit go down. This one totally takes the cake for me though. I was waiting out front of a truck stop back in the mid 1980s, sitting on a park bench with a guy that had a big Rottweiler, kind of a big Rottweiler kind of a dog on a leash with him. I tried to make small talk, but he was quite a sourpuss. So we sat in silence for a few minutes until the most unexpected thing I have ever seen happened right before my eyes. While we're sitting there, a big 18-wheeler pulls in without a trailer. So he parks a bobtail. So he parks right up front like a normal car would. Inside the cab of the truck with the driver is a little monkey. The dance for the organ grinder kind. I think they're called rhesus monkeys, perhaps. Well, the dog spots the little monkey and proceeds to go apeshit over it. Lunging at the end of his leash and barking at the top of his lungs, generally making a real spectacle of himself, to say the least. The driver is obviously upset, but not nearly as upset as uh, the little monkey. Actually, upset may be the wrong adjective to use for the monkey, though. 
In retrospect, I think eagerly aggressive may be a more appropriate description for his disposition. He was pacing the dashboard back and forth, never taking his eyes off this aggravated dog. The driver opens his little triangle window that they don't make on cars anymore, the ones made for smokers back in the day. He yells out to this douchebag to, to call his dog off because it is upsetting his monkey. The guy laughs and says, no way. In parentheses, I told you he was a jerk, didn't I? So it says that his dog ain't bothering nobody. The dog hasn't shut up since he laid eyes on the monkey. I promise you he is bothering everybody for several blocks around. Now here's where things start to get interesting. The driver said that if he doesn't call off his dog, he's going to let his monkey loose on that dog. Douchebag, you can laugh. Douchebag laughs and, uh, and says that his dog would eat that monkey alive. Upon hearing this, the driver leans over and reaches into his glove box. He pulls out one of those tiny little baseball bats like you used to get at Astro World or carnivals or like baseball games, the Padres would have them, and places, and places the bat into the monkey's hand. The monkey obviously knows what's about to go down, because he is now trying to squeeze out that little triangular window I, I mentioned earlier. This monkey has murder in his eyes, if I have ever seen it. Driver hollers, last chance to save your dog's ass, man. In response, douchebag lets his dog off the leash. Now we have a situation that has escalated to the point where we have a dog jumping out the window and a monkey screaming profanities right back at him. Well, the driver finally rolls down the regular window and out leaps all kinds of miniature primate hell. The dog never knew what hit him. Quick as a flash, this monkey is riding on the back of, of this dog's neck. His two back feet all wrapped up in his neck fur with one hand hanging on to an ear. The other hand, as you may have guessed by now, is steadily and mercilessly raining down blows on this on this dog's head and face i mean hard <laughs> blows you can hear them whap 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 well it only took a moment for the dog to realize he was in way over his head he bolts yelping bloody murder as he runs away at full speed i mean this dog is running so fucking hard that he's throwing up tufts of grass and dirt as soon as he leaves the pavement the monkey's still riding him and beating on him the whole time. Douchebag acts like he wants to fight now, but several people, including myself, stepped in to stop that nonsense. In a couple of minutes, in a couple of minutes or so, the, mon the little monkey comes loping back with his little bat still in his hand and leaps up into the uh, still open window of the truck to await his master who has gone into the store. That wanker ran off to try to find his dog but I don't know if he ever did. My ride showed up and I had to go. Never again in this lifetime will I see something so totally crazy and unexpected as that. I am both fortunate and humble to have been so privileged to be present for such an event. I wanna know what it takes to uh, be a monkey owner now. I know, right? Wow. I don't think it takes a whole lot, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think they're one of the legal things that you could, probably not in California, but you can own, legally own a monkey. I, I heard want, that. I want a little rhesus monkey. I want oh, a little rhesus sure. monkey with a bat and a cow hat. 
Oh, Cowboy hat. I heard that they're they're opening up dog adoptions for veterans for free. Really? Yes. Uh, I think I monkeys should be included in that. He's so great. Horses, right. I believe, are also included in that what? as a service animal for the 2020 new initiative for veterans to be linked with vet service animals. Right, Don't quote awesome. me on that, though. All right, well, here's to another food bar. Cheers. 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 Save the day.